0: Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. Today is the day the Lord's made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. As you listen to this podcast, I believe God will touch, heal, deliver, and set you free. Open your heart to receive now, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, the Bible says, you are becoming progressively acquainted with, recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for His grace. You know, if it wasn't for His grace, um, the church probably might be empty tonight. Hello. So thank God for His grace. Amen. The Bible says, recognizing more strongly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, His kindness his gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. How many of you know that God is extremely generous? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. I would say that anybody that would give up His only begotten Son for people like us is extremely generous. Hello. His gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. In that though He was so very rich, Yet, for your sakes, he became so very poor. Listen to this real carefully. So, in heaven, obviously, Jesus was rich. But I I will declare that on this earth, Jesus was very rich as well. Because Jesus, if you follow the life and the ministry of Jesus, Jesus could get anything that he wanted. You know, you understand he said this. He said... I didn't come down to do my will, but I came down to do the will of him that sent me. So in other words, Jesus was telling us like we have a will, he has a will. And he can do his will like we can do our will. But he made it clear. He said, I didn't come to do my will, but I came to do the will of the Father. And how many of you know the will of the Father was that he come to earth, be born of a virgin. And then then, listen, the, the ministry of Jesus was like three and a half years. That's all it was, just three and a half years. But the plan, the ultimate plan was that Jesus come to this earth and die on the cross. That was the ultimate plan. I've spoken to people, they get upset about the fact that Jesus was crucified. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he did that for us. Because if he didn't do that for us, then we would have had to do it ourselves. And how many of you know, it, it, we ain't going to be dying on a cross too readily. Hello. We would not do it. I'm telling you right now. So Jesus did it for us. He went to hell. The Bible says he stripped the devil of all his power and authority, took away the keys of hell, death, and the grave. Why? So that you and I don't have to go there. Amen. He did that for us. He did it for us. All we got to do is accept him. Receive him, him. Allow him to come and live on the inside of us. That's it. It's very simple, very easy. And we have eternal life. Amen. We have eternal life. So Jesus did this all for us. The Bible says over here, so let me go about the poverty, uh, the, the prosperity that he had on this earth. Listen, he needed, they needed to pay taxes. He said, let's go fishing. The first fish you pull out, take out the coin, pay your taxes, pay mine. Wouldn't that be amazing? You go down to the local lake over here, you throw your line in, run about tax time, and you pull out some money and you go pay the tax man. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, what happened with Jesus? Hello. He goes to a wedding, there's no not enough wine, he turns water into wine. I mean, listen, I want to hang out with a dude that can turn water into wine. We're gonna go into business. It wouldn't be turning water into wine, it might be turning water into oil. Some people drill for oil, and we just turn water into oil. Hello. Come on now. You know we can be very wealthy Texans doing that. Come on. He goes and feeds 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. Do you think, do you think this man sounds like a man who really needed anything? No. Absolutely not. And anything he needed, he got. Amen. Are you listening to me? So look, look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, in order that by his poverty. So where, where was the poverty? If, if in heaven he was prosperous, and if on earth he was prosperous, where was the poverty? The poverty was on the cross. Oh, you listen to me. The poverty was on the cross. See, poverty comes from the pit of hell. Poverty comes from the devil. Doesn't come from God. It's not, poverty is not there so it'll keep us humble. Oh, you listen to me. Poverty doesn't keep us humble. It just keeps us poor. That's all it does. It doesn't keep us humble. Come on now. In order that by his poverty, on the cross, Jesus took it all. Everything that the enemy, that the devil would bring against you today, Jesus took it upon himself on the cross. Why? So that we could live a life of victory if we receive everything that salvation encompasses. And that word salvation is not only for my sin, it's also for my sickness, it's also for depression, and it's also for poverty and lack. Are you listening to me? It covers everything. My salvation is complete. Therefore, as I'm living down here on this earth, I live a complete life of victory, of blessing, of provision, of abundance, of divine health, of joy, of peace, because of the salvation that Jesus did for us at Calvary. Amen. Are you all with me tonight? I'm trying to preach some of you happy. Listen to this carefully. In order that by his poverty, which was on the cross, you, 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 you might become enriched or abundantly supplied. So let's throw this out at you. Those that have given their heart to Jesus already, you know your name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Quickly raise your hand. Okay, listen to me real carefully. It's not, you're not going to be saved. You already are. The Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. When are you going to be healed? It's already happened. You just got to grab a hold of it and walk in it. But it's already happened. Hello? It's already happened. We got we to see the manifestation of that happen down here on this earth. Like we need to see the manifestation of salvation happen down here on this earth. But it's already happened. At Calvary. Hello. The joy of the Lord is our strength. This is something Jesus took a depression upon himself on the cross so that you and I don't have to carry it. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to go to the doctor and get a pill for, for, for depression. Hello. We can get a gospel. Amen. We can drink of the new wine of the Holy Ghost. We can, we can have the joy of the Lord bubbling out of our belly. It's free and there are no side effects. Hello. Come on now. As all of this has been done on the cross of Calvary, so the abundant provision is also on the cross of Calvary. So in other words, let me say this, you're not going to be saved, you already are, you're not going to be healed, you already are. Hey, listen to this real carefully, you're not going to become prosperous, you already are. People say, well, I don't see that in the natural realm. Yeah, and some of you don't see your healing in the natural realm. And some of you don't see joy in the natural realm either. But that doesn't mean to say you shouldn't have joy, you shouldn't be healed, and you shouldn't be prosperous. Amen. In many cases, in all this stuff, it's just a mindset that we have. You know, people think that being a born-again child of God is a hard life and a price to pay. Let me tell you what, the only time it's a hard life and a price to pay is when I get off the Word and I get out there like the prodigal son and I go do my own thing and I stray from my father's house. It gets very hard and I end up in the pig pen. Hello. And some of you might be sitting out there in the pig pen tonight complaining and moaning and groping. Groping. Groaning, sorry. (laughs) Moaning and groaning at the situation you're in. But listen to me real carefully. (laughs) You've got to come back to your father's house. He's waiting for you, he's looking for you. There's no reason why anybody in the house should have any financial problems. Just like there's no reason why anybody should be living in, 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 in sickness. Just like nobody should have depression. Just like nobody should be unsaved. It's all together. It's all on the same thing. Are oh, you listening to me? It's all on the same thing. It takes faith to get salvation. It takes faith to get a healing. And it takes faith to get joy. And it takes faith to get a financial breakthrough. And every one of those things we've just mentioned have an action involved. For my salvation, confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Hello. Jesus said to those, the the lame man, take up your bed and walk. There was an action involved. Hello. There's an action involved in in many cases when it comes to a miracle in your body. There's an action involved when it comes to joy. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. You must say, I don't want joy. By faith. Ha, ha. Ho, ho, he, he. You try that a few times, it'll kick off in your belly, and it'll start coming out, and you won't be able to stop it. Some people don't need faith for that. They're running on premium anyway. It's just, it's just there. Are you listening? The same with everything else. It takes faith for a financial miracle, because you've got, to, you've got to plant some seed, get some seed in the ground, sow some seed, and trust God for the harvest. It takes faith. I've said this once and I'm gonna say it again, and I'll probably say it again, but let me say it one more time. I believe we, the church, are sitting on the verge of some supernatural divine intervention from heaven. When it comes to finances, I'm telling you right now, the Bible says the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. I know some very wealthy sinners. I'm very happy that they're very wealthy. Because whatever they've made out there in the world it's going to be released into the hands of the just. <clears throat> and let me tell you who the just are. They're not people that just make it to church. I'm talking about being justified before God. In other words, tithers, givers, sowers, people that trust God with every fiber of their being. God's going to release wealth into your hands for one reason and one reason only. You can fund the end-time harvest. That's going to be our sole goal. Excuse the pun, but that's going to be our sole goal. Funding the end-time harvest. And let me tell you what, when that wealth is released, you, your family, your friends, people that are associated with you, they're going to be so blessed. I'm telling you right now, there's going, going to be a spillover. Hello. When the blessing hits my wife and myself, there's people that are associated with us. Because of their association, they're going to be blessed. Oh, you listen to me. So that's the way it's going to work. When the flood comes, we're not going to be able to contain the flood. It's going to overflow the banks. And let me tell you what, anybody that's in association is going to be blessed because the blessing of God's going to just overtake. And you know what? You might think to yourself, well, really, me, you think God can bless me? He saved you, didn't he? I said he saved you, didn't he? So if he can save you, surely he can bless you. Amen. Surely he can bless you. I just believe it's, it's, it's part of what the Lord's called us to do, is to prepare the hearts of the believers for what God's about to do on this earth that's what I believe we're doing here I believe we're preparing the hearts of the believers because let me tell you what when, when, when finances are released money can take you to a place you weren't supposed to go But when you're focused on the things of God, you're focused on the Word, you know what your foundation is, you know the direction that God's taking you in, or the vision that you're connected with, let me tell you what, you stay focused on that, the blessing of God will be so upon you, because you'll be funding what God's involved in. Come on now, amen? Let me tell you what, when that finance is released into your life, you are not going to be sitting on the pew like this. telling you right now, you won't be doing that. You'll be running the pews. You'll be jumping the aisles. Amen. And it's okay to act like that before you even see it because that's, that's part of being faithful. That's part of your faith. Acting like you already got it before you even got it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I'm ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.